go. Hi there. And now that you're here, we're all in the company of your cool aunts. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And this is the Your Cool Aunts podcast. We're following the lives and times of cool aunts through Claire's diary. So welcome back. If you're new here, be sure to hop on over to the website where you'll find all of Claire's diary and all of our podcasts. There's lots of cool stuff in the boardroom. Check out the backstory. Anyway, let's anyway, get going. Welcome. Hi. Welcome back. Yay, we're back. How have you been? Good. Well, today we have a couple of different things at hand. So there's lots to do. So let's get to it. This is a very timely episode. Claire has sent us a letter. It's all about getting up and going again in France. Everyone at this time of year is going through la rentrée, right? Right. Vacation's over and... Summer's over. It's the official end of summer and the beginning of getting yourself together for a new season and what that means. Joining new clubs, buying new clothes, means coming back worn home. worn out your espadrilles. Worn out your espadrilles, <laughs> so you got to get rid of them, buy some new ones next year. So it's preparing for the next part of the year. Well, kids are going back to school. You know, and the weather changes very quickly, too. You go from the heat of summer, and then overnight, it's autumn. It's early autumn, and... It's pretty abrupt, I think. And it seems in France that about every six to eight weeks, there's another vacation. So there's another vacation. August is the end of summer. Then there's another vacation at the end of October. And then we get into the holidays. Uh, Oh, that's right. They take like a week off in end of October, early November, somewhere in there. Right. Connected to a saint's holiday. But But going back to the the rentrée time, too, is that's when, and I know we've referenced this before, but. I just think this is so cool. In a lot of cities, towns, villages, they have an event and it centers around the city hall. Like the city supports this and they invite all the clubs and things oh, right. that people do. And they put their materials out on a table and tell people what they're up to and looking for people to join them, whether it's crafting or hiking or I mean, it's like anything really right it gives it gives people an opportunity to reset and to get into something new if that's what they want they also open up a lot of places that are closed to right. people during the year it could be well Museums. remember they would open up the senate right um, in paris i don't know yeah. if they still do that but they they used to in paris but you know they open up all these buildings and places for museums for a weekend i think it's a whole week they have the patrimony i think they promote it as right it's like honoring your you know honoring the country and the country's establishments which is kind of a neat thing most tourists don't really get to enjoy that part because most of the time people travel in the summer but Mm -hmm. not in the fall but it really is a cool time to be there and this is around the rentrée is more than just a weekend. It's more the month of September is the yeah, coming yeah. back in. Rentrée meaning re-enter. It's not like in the States where you have Labor Day and that Wednesday everybody goes back right. to school. I mean, that's right. I right. know a lot of schools vary from that. Anyway. And don't forget, they get I six digress. weeks off in the summer. So it's not just school children coming back to <laughs> school. It's people coming back to work, too, because they've been move. gone for a month and a half. Anyway, so that's the rentrée part. Yes. So... Claire's letter, all of this, I think it's almost like a rentrée for what we're doing here. Claire has sent us a letter. It's not her usual note, but this is a separate letter. Okay, so let's go. All right, so like I was saying, Claire's letter. Nieces, aunts, and friends, and Salmon's Ted, too. (laughs) Oh, thank you for the acknowledgement. (laughs) Claire says, it's been a long minute since my last entry. 
you think? Anyway, <laughs> just a little. She says, here's a thought. I wonder if you've experienced something like this recently. It seems as though whenever I run into someone, we quickly agree that so much has happened since we last met. And then it'll take hours and hours just to catch up. Time out. Yeah, I think that's true. You run into people, you know, throughout this pandemic, it's like, oh, hi. <laughs> Are you vaccinated? Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? <laughs> yeah. I hear you, Claire. So she says it takes hours and hours just to catch up. And I agree with her there, too, because you almost feel like, can we just hit the reset button? I don't want to recount all of, you know, so. And she says, this is exactly how I've been feeling about my diary as I fill up booklet after booklet and empty one pen after another. There's just so much to say, and I cannot believe how much has happened since that fateful day when I quit my job and flew from Paris to California. And she continues, she says, my plan at the time was for a multi-purpose trip where I would spend time with my mother, Barrett, and take a break from constant work-related travel, and then ultimately get to writing up my plan to create a new business model for importing and exporting wines and spirits. Well, <clears throat> any thoughts? Shall I continue? <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I totally agree with All what right. she was saying. All right. So she says, Claire says, and like so many other people, I think nearly everyone feels this way too. My timing hasn't necessarily synchronized very well with the pandemic lockdowns, plural. But then again, I've been profoundly lucky, she says. After all, I was locked down, and she puts that in air quotes, on a vineyard in Northern California with my mother and several of my favorite people, none of whom are lacking for conversation or a willingness to jump into something new. Yes, she says, very lucky indeed I have been. Very lucky. Yeah, I can appreciate that because not everybody has had the same experience. Though I do think it did give us an opportunity, forced as it was, to rethink things, to explore yeah. new yeah. things. To sure I mean, I, would Im I can't imagine the creativity that came well, out of it. I think when it started, it was so fear-filled. And then I started looking at things a little differently and thinking. You know, like the fear subsided, especially once the vaccine was around. And I mean, I'm still fearful moving out and about. I'm sure. Though we did have a, a period of fearlessness this summer yeah, when we thought a... we could, oh, wow, get that second shot and you too can, you know, fly the world. And we did to a certain extent. And then we kind of came running like, back yeah, into our little, maybe not, oh, it's like a little mouse not in a so trap. Fast. <laughs> Just put that mask back on and... Uh, but so. it has been a period of contemplation, though, to think about this is the one time in our lives none of us have ever experienced it. And it gives you an opportunity to kind of rethink what's important mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and time. And, you know, time can, things can change. You know what else I was immediately. thinking? I was also thinking, now here she was on a vineyard, Northern California, you know, everything's great, you know, but knowing that you can't leave. I mean, you can be imprisoned in a mansion. I mean, she's not living in a mansion. I don't mean that. But you can feel locked in. And she doesn't seem to have experienced that. But, um, you know, the other nice thing is she's got a lot of space. She's got a lot of space right? and she's got a lot of people. Yeah. She has yeah. people around her, which I think makes it a bit more bearable. 
Let's continue reading. So she says, Claire, back to Claire's letter here. She says, we managed to finish remodeling the barn, a.k.a. my home now, just days before Grace and Sid arrived. So that was one box checked off of my to-do list. And then the timing of Alexander's arrival was ideal for so many reasons, but mostly for his incredible knowledge about how to do almost anything. He fixed and solved so much while he was here. He's definitely what I'd call a renaissance man. And ultimately, it was only because he was here for several weeks that the barn was completed before Grayson Sid arrived. So, and then she says, and not to mention how he straightened out the boundary and water supply issues for the vineyard. Oh, and the harvest. How could I forget that? I don't know if I or if anyone here on Natalie's Vineyard could ever repay him for all of his work, his knowledge, and guidance, too. And she says, yes, I am well fond of him. Hmm. Yeah, we've seen that stir up a few times, Claire. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. She says, it was too quiet around here when he left the Vineyard to go home. I hope our paths will cross again when I return to France at some point. Soon, I hope. She's well, not alone. You know, that's the other thing that happened in the pandemic. I think a lot of people got together. Right. You know? Yeah. And a lot of people didn't get together. Well, yeah, yeah. that's true, too. Anyway, she continues. She says, anyway, my hope, now that Grace and Sidonia settled in the barn, is that they'll be staying here for some time. And while they're here, I'd be a fool to miss out on their help with my business plan. This is what they do. They advise and guide people in their businesses. And while they're staying with us, I'll have 24-7 in-person access to these two beautiful minds. What more could anyone ask for? They are a literal treasure trove of the knowledge that I need. And missing out on any of it could be the decisive factor between the success or the failure of my business plan. And yet, for some reason, I've stalled. Hmm. Oh, Claire, what happened? She doesn't say. She just says she's stalled. That's what stalled means. You stop. Yeah. Well, she's. I. I. I get it. You know, she's saying all this is going on, and Grace and Sid are there, and they're ideal, and they have lots to offer her, and she's just stalled. Claire continues. She says, meanwhile, there's always something that needs doing here on Natalie's Vineyard, whether it has to do with the barn remodel, dozens of farming-related tasks, a harvest, and on and on. There are so many interesting distractions. Living here has been an experience like no other, and I love it, all of it. And as you read this letter, I'm sure that you can see what has taken me too long to recognize. The busyness of this vineyard provides me with plenty of reasons, or should I say excuses. And she wraps up with this. One of Barrett's favorite expressions comes to mind now, to move forward is to leave something behind. And we'll talk again soon, Claire. I like that. To, to move forward is to leave something behind. It's like you can't open a door until you yeah. acknowledge that there's a reason to open that door. Well, this so is, this she's is an given us a lot of information. Tree, huh? Yeah, she's okay. given us different than her usual yeah. kind of explanation of hey, what's that's coming. Fine. Maybe this is what Claire has been doing. Hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at her next diary entry here, and I can see it, it appears to be a little more to it than the usual document she sends. Well, maybe because she has more to tell us. I hmm. think so. Shall we? She has to fill us in. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, let's jump on in. 
she did still put her note in front of it. She says, um, nieces, aunts, and friends. She says, I always reread my diary entries before sending them off to Sam and Ted. I decided to do this because I want to make sure everything is clear, and then I haven't left out any important details. And remember, I'm writing in my diary, so it's really easy for me to forget to include enough detail for someone who wasn't with me at the time so they can understand all of that diary entry. Yeah, I can, I can see what she means. I have on a time or two, I've had a question like, what did, did she, she mean? Leave us. Yes. I, you know what I liken it to? I liken it to a picture that you find, an old picture, without, with people in the, obviously people in the picture, but no names on the back. Oh, God. The mystery You know, people. you might have a date because they used to date This is pictures. like Laurent's picture with like the Like Laurent's bag. picture. That's right. That's right. Like, who was that? person she was with, right? Exactly. You know who she is, but you don't know who the other people are. And I think that this is a lot of that, you know, it's it's some of that anyway. Yeah. Oh, good one. Okay. She says, um, wait a minute, let me see here. Okay. So Claire continues. She says, I also like to use this note section to add whatever I feel is missing or even a hint about what happened. In the entry below, the one thing I want to add is that this entry lays out all of the detail leading up to me being on the cusp of something big, something that will change everything in a good way. And I know we'll talk again soon, Claire. Hmm. So maybe there's... On the cusp of something big. Maybe there's a, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> what's the big... Well, here she goes with that lack of detail. What exactly are you talking about, <laughs> the cusp of something big? We have to dig through this to find it. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. Okie doke. Well, here we go. Here's the diary entry right here. And she puts a title on it. She says, now is the time. Hmm. We're all talking about time reference here, rentre and on the cusp of things. And, you know? Yeah. Okay, let's go. So Claire entitles this one, Now is the Time. And she says, I've changed a lot, haven't we all, though? Since I've been writing this diary, I've always had the intention of sharing it with someone, and I find myself writing to you. It's very clear that I don't keep my diary to record the details of a day. It's not a report. And while there are times when I include many of them, There are times when I include certain details of a setting to provide the best possible understanding of what I have to say and what I want you to understand about a particular circumstance. For example, the simple weather reporting fact that a day was sunny doesn't necessarily matter to what I have to say, unless, for example, spring had been slow to arrive and this particular sunny day was the first in a very long while. And... The sun was now just strong enough to warm the side of my face as we worked along the vineyard rows. And she says, this is what I mean by wanting you to understand the surroundings and the circumstances of a moment that can explain my frame of mind. So I'm starting to understand what Claire is trying to get to. She wants to give the reader or the listener the details that matter. Right. But she's really, really thinking, not just like she says, it's not a report. Right. Yeah, it's not that it was sunny, but it, the sun in some cases matters, right? Yep, especially okay. when you haven't had sun for a while. <laughs> yeah, of course, then it's it going to really matter. Matters. Then it means something. Claire continues, these are the times when scene details matter and are very much connected to the stories about to be told. My purpose is to take you into the place where and when it happened 
because this is where I find authenticity with the details that you recognize immediately, the relatable ones. And I think this is what lies at the core of what makes every wine so different. Their terroir is like a birthplace. They are of the place and not all that different from the people there too. This is really about how my wine and spirits importing company was birthed. I don't think I'm overstating things by describing it as such and that it's apt in this circumstance, especially as it relates to my feelings throughout this journal. What, is she teeing us up for something? Yeah, she, you know, Claire gets philosophical. This, I was going to say, this is very, you know, so philosophical. So she's talking about, get back to this, she's, she's sort of laying out like why she gives us the details and she wants us, she really wants to take you into her experience and to give you enough detail to feel maybe as much as she was feeling or part of what she was feeling at the time. Yeah, so it's not just relating the event, it's telling you the backstory to the yeah. event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, any other thoughts? Shall we keep rolling? Yeah. And Claire says, I recognize that I may have spent an inordinate amount of time explaining how we all came to be together at Natalie's Vineyard. Different circumstances and reasons brought us all here, and as plans changed, vacations turned into longer-term visits. Grace and Sid were a godsend. They really did save me from myself and gave me the jolt I needed to get moving again. I had been installed, as she says, installed <laughs> on Natalie's Vineyard for months before their arrival under the pretense of taking some time off to write my business plan. All that I had written amounted to something more like a letter of intent in addition to my significant but random notes. What I needed was something more like a constitution something to guide me, but not something intended for lenders or accountants. I turned it all over to Sid, and somehow she managed to create an overview from my messy and rambling notes. She drafted another version with an impressive amount of new market research added in. This was the technical aspect of an actual business plan where all of the financial details are laid out. However, the plan was incomplete without a defined market target and supply sourcing. In other words, who are the buyers and the suppliers and how much will each generate? All of it, all of these details. It's all the information that I had amassed during my time as a buyer. The people, places, history, and especially the desires of these buyers and suppliers. At the end of the day, it adds up to my opinion. Combined with their expertise is the beginning of a formal business plan. Okay. So, All right, so we're, it sounds like Claire plan. had a, a, a shoebox full of messy stuff, and she just said, here, Sid, make you it You take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> but she does talk about the people and the places and the history and yeah, she's, the reason why. Because if you remember a while back, and I don't remember what episode it was in, she talks about the disadvantage of being a big box buyer and not being able to purchase wine from smaller makers. Yeah, she wanted to work with these artisanal maker types. Right. So she's amassed, I would imagine, quite a few names and addresses in her travels. Yeah, I think she made a lot of friends along the way. Right. right? And now this is her time to explore those relationships. Well, that's her theory. Well, right. that's her theory. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see if it works. So the, before I start reading it, so the point is that Claire wants to build a business plan out of the people in places that she met but didn't work with yet. Right. Because she was doing the big box buying. 
Okay, here we go. Claire says, of course, I knew this process was necessary from the beginning. I was so consistent. Every time I had a spare moment, I returned the task to a back burner. Well, I knew I would eventually get to it. Grace scolded me without mercy for not having something like a real plan from day one. And then one day, announced by Grace, the day had arrived. And with it, her proclamation, a business plan would be finalized before anyone even thought about going to bed that night. So I guess she's saying Grace put her foot down? I think so. (laughs) Okay. And Claire says, I felt panicked as she laid down the law that morning. And I also felt like a child and worried whether or not I was acting like one too. (laughs) I was sitting there on my morning perch. It's an oversized rattan armchair, cushioned and so wide that I can pull my legs up for warmth in those cool mornings. It's the spot I always gravitate to with that first cup of coffee ever since we started the barn renovation. I pulled my legs up more as reality literally looked me in the eye and Grace said with emphasis, I am most definitely not joking. Although never unusual, even I was surprised when my mind actually dared to wander in this moment. I think Grace is, um, I think we get a different perspective on Grace from this passage. Because I think what Grace is basically saying is, you've been talking about doing this all along. <laughs> and now, you know, you know, come shut on. Shut up or put up. Yeah, yeah. shut up or put up. Yep. And it's like, and we're going to get it done today. It's too well, look, much. Grace is a successful businesswoman and she knows how to get things done. Right. And right. she's very playful and she's got this huge personality and presence. But when she sits down, I think she gets it done. Okay. So Claire says, her mind wandered in the moment. Okay, Claire. Not helping to get that business plan completed. She says, I was thinking about how interesting it is, how even guests can establish their own little territory. I hadn't lived in the barn any longer than either of them. So we all had something of an equal standing. The territory thing is most obvious in the morning when everyone relies heavily on habit to guide them through that semi-conscious first half hour or so as we all come to life. A good morning greeting, a cup of something hot, and then off to find a perch, a comfortable place to slip into the day as you would do with a favorite oversized sweater with pockets and so big around that it almost completes a second lap. This is how the days had begun to feel. I was happy out in the vineyard, unbothered by the lockdown, and ready for any assignment Natalie would hand out. Now it was time to get this dream of mine on track, and I was ready. But first, I had to take care of my morning vineyard work, which was to trim and weed four long rows a day. So they started without me. Sid and Grace, that is. Damn, Claire. Procrastination is the thief of time. Ah! Right? She's horrible. <laughs> and here she is. We're going to get it done today. But first, I have to go out to the vineyard. Well, well maybe I should have gotten yeah. up a little earlier. <laughs> Man. Okay. And she's she's kind of edgy about it, too. She's like, hmm, they're visitors and they're establishing territory. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. She says, this is good. I love this. You know, I can... I can I, see it. Yep. I could see them. Yeah. I could see the barn. I mean, she's given us these descriptions of the barn and the pergola and the terrace and the, the beekeeper's porch and all of these places. And it's overlooking these vineyards. I want to uh, go there. Okay. <sighs> Take a breath. Occasionally, Sid would leave the shade of the pergola to find me for a question they couldn't answer. 
when Grace appeared at the top of a vine row with one hand on a hip and a sheaf of paper in the other, I knew it would probably be a good idea to join them back at the table. <laughs> so much for cutting those vines. Yeah, the weeds, Claire. Really? The weeds? Anyway, she says, Claire says, I had avoided the bits I hated. Now it was time to make it happen by filling in the narrative. It was time for me to put it all down in one place. Barrett had threatened to chain me to the table until I produced something. Grace and Sid retreated to the beekeeper's cottage. And just like a decade ago in school, when I finally sat down, it really wasn't all that difficult to finally write it. I'd been sorting through the details and the recesses of my mind for a while, or maybe a few years. And once I was installed at my laptop, I managed to cobble together my thinking, the collected facts and history, into what I felt was a decent draft in just a few hours. And Grace mocked me for contending that it would have taken half that time if only I typed faster. <laughs> okay, Claire, now you're going to brag. Right? I'm if so I, good. If I'm I could so type good. faster, I could have done this in 20 minutes. Chain <laughs> in the butt. All right. And she says, let's see, where are we here? She says, okay, fine. Okay. So she starts the next section with a quote from Grace who says, okay, fine. Now talk to me about Laurent's role in this business and Brigitte. Who is she? What does she have to offer? Barrett tells me there's a guy, someone named Alexander or Alexandra. Anyway, who is he? What does he do? So Grace is really... Well, she's cracking yeah, the whip because yep. that's the only way she's going to get the information well, she well, needs. Claire says exactly that. She says it's a little blunt, but that's Grace's way. And it's part of her success, too. My answers about Laurent and Brigitte were concise and clear. They are my most valuable resources. Laurent is the most highly respected authority on terroir. She knows everyone in Champagne and every wine that's been made there. Brigitte is my local guide. She's a young woman who is of the place. She identifies with the farmers because she is one of them, and she can reach them in ways outsiders like me cannot. Grace seems to interrupt here, and she says, Alexander, what about him? What's the real deal with him? And Claire says, I bumped around a bit. I tried to dodge the question, and ultimately I was saved by Sid, who interrupted Grace, saying, you know, I think we all need a break. Let's put this down for now. We've made a lot of progress. And then Claire says, relieved, until I thought, oh no, now I'll have to explain things to Sid. She definitely sensed something. Mm. And what is she going to tell Sid? I don't know. Because <laughs> Claire seems to always have an issue with giving it all up. I don't know. Well, don't at least the business plan so, is, is moving along which is more than it was two days before this, right? Yeah, so, all right, so where are we? Let's, let's stop and let's think recap. where we are. Let's, let's have a little recap here. I'm confused. Claire resigned from her job, hell-bent on starting an import-export business. We don't know a lot of detail about that. I don't think Claire knows a lot of detail. Anyway, <laughs> she ends up at her mother's at Natalie's Vineyard, Barrett has built this or remodeled this place, and it's called the Beekeeper's Cottage, and people just seem to show up there, and everyone, it's sort of the center of the place, right? And I'm trying to remember what happened now. So people are coming and going, they're having a good time with Natalie and, and Tim, and Barrett is there, Laurent comes to visit, 
Alexander comes tripping through, and he it turns out he was there to visit Natalie, who had invited him right. to California to investigate whatever is wrong with his wine that he's making in France, but to do it quietly without word leaking out in France that something's wrong. Right. He stays with them for a while, and he... Well, that's when they discover the boundary had been moved. Oh, that's right. On Natalie's yeah. vineyard. Right, 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 right. And her grandfather had been cheated. And when they found the correct boundary with Alexander and Tim working with those surveyors changed, remember that? And they found the correct boundary, which gave Natalie a little lake and creek in the back, which solved her water problems for the vineyard. Okay, that was great. And then Alexander, if you remember this, Alexander built like a, a network of tubing oh, that's for right. the vineyard. Yeah. I guess we should go back and reread that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a nice little summary. So Alexander solved a lot of problems. It's only because Claire mentioned it early in this letter right. that I remember some of these things. So while he's there, he does a lot. And he's a really interesting guy, and they're hanging out and drinking wine and doing all Getting this stuff. Know. Getting And so now the, the pandemic kept him there for a while. Right. And... Natalie couldn't hire people to do the harvest. Oh, that's right. Right? Right, 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 right. So Barrett said, well, then we'll do it ourselves. And Barrett helped them organize doing it. They shifted their day in the clock, and they would start in the, you know, pre-dawn hours. I think it, they worked overnight, actually. And they'd shuttle the grapes inside before the sun came, you can't let That's the sun right. hit grapes right. once they're picked. And so they managed to, to harvest and save Natalie's work for the year, even without a, a picking team. Yeah, you remember a lot. Well, that was a lot. Yeah. And, okay, so they're doing all this. So Claire is in the wine business, but here she is immersed in the making of wine, the vineyard life. And don't forget, Claire hadn't had a home in a long time. Right. And while she loves her mother's cottage, this beekeeper's cottage, like what's cooler than a beekeeper's cottage? <laughs> and I might add, she is keep. She does have a hive behind it, right? Yep. So <laughs> Blair Please. ends up remodeling this trundled-out old barn that's across the way from the beekeeper's cottage. So that kept them busy, and I guess she probably has a, an arrangement like. Barrett has with Natalie, you know, mm. yeah, you can have it, you remodel it, you can stay there as long as you want. Pretty. All of this was accomplished in the past. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Right? Yeah, it's a lot. So, in a way, Claire's kind of living the life she wants to. You know, she's living with somebody who makes wine like she admires, you know, uh, right. in an artisanal way and everything. Plus, she shifted her life in terms of redoing this barn. Yeah. And she has friends yeah. who have come to help her figure out what she's going to do next. Yeah, she, she's, well, the only she's thing, been lucky. The only problem Claire has is it's California. It's not France. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but California is not I so don't bad. know if that's a problem per se, but, you know, these the people she wants to work with are in France. Yeah, so all of these friends that she made, you know, in these last many years as a buyer, the the small artisanal makers and stuff, they're... Do you think Claire is a little, her hesitancy in terms of trying to put this stuff together, do you think there's a little doubt? And that's why she was kind of meandering along and being, you know. Don't you think everybody feels that way when they're about to do something like this? Like, sure, it's a great idea and everything, but, you know, is ultimately, is it going to work? Right. Well, I think when the world 
turns on a dime like it has, I think it certainly makes you rethink your ideas. You no know? question. Here she was in a normal circumstance without a pandemic exploding, okay? She would normally question herself. I think doing it amidst a pandemic outbreak, you have to really be thinking of it. You know, what if she was thinking about, you know, starting, I don't know, a travel business, you know, boom, idea got done and gone. When you think what this thing has done to so many people, I think, well, to everybody, it's changed everybody on this planet in some way. Kids experience in school, you know, little kids all the way through university to businesses. Uh, yeah, it's I think it's it really, like you just said, I think it really makes you think twice about, you know, should I embark upon this particular project? Or it provokes you into making a move. If right. not now, when? When, yeah. I recently heard somebody say this and he said, it's not that you only live once. You live every day, you only die once. Which, you know, flipping that on its head is kind of an interesting way to look at it. But it's but true. Yeah, it is. Of course it's true. And this is exactly what you go through in a very magnified way, exponentially magnified version of rentrée, la rentrée, right? <laughs> you know, getting going again, it's that time of year, it's harvest season, even feeling a little melancholy for the autumn my association with New England autumns and... Well, it's the change and how yeah. appropriate yeah. it is the change. It's yeah. coming back in, but you're coming back into something that has changed or is changing. And that's what she's going through now. Exactly. I am very happy she's decided to go in this other direction. Well, don't forget, she said in her note, in her note, not her letter, in the note that she tacked on the front of this, she said, and I'll quote, she said, you know, the one thing she wants to add that this entry that we just went through lays out all of the detail leading up to me being on the cusp of something big, hmm. something that will change everything in a good way. Well, I guess we'll have to so, wait to see. What uh, yeah, I mean, it appears about. as though it's going to be this business, but I don't know. It's Maybe it's Alexander. It. Maybe it's who knows? Yeah, there's all kinds of hints here. I, I don't know. This this is barely a friendship. I don't I don't think anything big's happening in that world just yet. So we'll see. We shall see. By the way, before I wrap things up, let's remind our listeners: if you head on over to our website and hit subscribe, we will send you a newsletter whenever we publish, and you will be the first to receive every new episode. So that's www.yourcoolaunts.com. <laughs> All right. Good enough. Thanks that a lot. That was fun. Okay. Well, we'll see you again when we're back, back at, at the, the mic.